Shut up and sit down. Welcome, everybody. This is indeed for sure not for babesies, not for fakesies, episode 299 of Third Shift. Uh oh. I mean, maybe. 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 Uh, maybe maybe fakesies. Maybe uh, fakesies. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Could it be? I don't know. Could it not be? Could we just retro this? Is this? 298.75. Listen, listen folks. All right. Look. We've got an admission. We, we don't want to turn 300. Okay. It's it's scary, okay. It's it's too much. Uh, the expectation, you know, things like that. It's too much. Everything's too much. We just want to be two ninety nine forever. All right. I feel like a gal who's reached her peak. You know what I mean? She doesn't want to turn twenty two or twenty three or whatever it is the number for gals who don't want to turn another age. That's what we are here as a podcast. It's thirty. It's not twenty two it? or twenty three. It's thirty for women. <laughs> I don't know these things. What do you want from me? I just know we've got to that point for third shift where we're like, well, it's been great. I don't know. Let's just stay where we are. I don't want to go to the next. It's like forty, isn't that when your friends are supposed to buy all the black balloons and like the over the hill? Yeah, yeah, over the hill. (laughs) We all joke around. I mean, I'm almost forty, so it parallels well. Uh, I'm not those feelings because I'm a sensitive guy about my age. Uh, I'm thirty nine, ladies. Thirty nine forever. You know, just for men. Look at him him patting his hair. You know, got to do it. I've had hair for many years. You're gonna be fine, Matt. Don't even worry about it. I'm not losing it. I'm not losing it. I'm that'll never happen. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh goodness. (laughs) But yes, it is alas, episode two ninety nine. Do we do a two a two nine nine point five, a two nine nine point seven five, a two nine nine point eight five? Maybe we do. I don't know. Here's what we do. From two ninety nine onwards, it's like point zero one until we get to the thing that was supposed to happen on three hundred. Mm-hmm. Until that Until happens, it happens it's, it's point, we will it's point, point something all the way into it. It would be fun. It would be interesting for the show, for sure. But I don't know. The folks, you know, they may not like it. I don't know. Tell us what you think. Do you want us to go ahead and do that? Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Either way, we're here for another episode. We made it. It's Thursday. It's a proper chopper kind of day. I'm here, Mr. Eric, as always, having a good old time because we just watched a really cool show, which is what we're going to talk about today on the show. It's a state of play for PlayStation. But before we do any of that, of course... With me today, as always, is Mr. Matt himself, the inglorious bastard, some might say. And he's here to tell you what the hell he has done this week. Anything fun, anything interesting. What have you done? What's going on? I've done all things fun and interesting, Eric, because I went to a play out at the Williamson Theater, a play called Tracy Jones. I'm not going to talk anything about it to spoil it or anything. I would just say it's a really, really entertaining and also kind of moving show. Like a good show for these times. Just as a theme, there's themes of like disconnection, you know, feeling isolated. And hey, that's what the whole world has been for the past two years. So a good play for these current times, even though I saw a reading of it like before this happened. So it's it's a good play for modern times, but especially current times. I really enjoyed it. It's going on for the next few weeks. So if you're in town, if you're around where we live, go and see it. It's a great play. The very, not the very next day, I think it was on Monday, Memorial Day Monday, went and saw Top Gun Maverick, a fantastic show. 
I will say the only thing that colors my experience, and I can't think back and just go, man, it was a wild, great ride the whole time through, was there were two people behind us. Mm-mm. And they were obviously people who had not been to the theater for two years. You, you know, you sit at home and you watch movies and shows at home. You start like talking to the TV. You like talk to yourself. You go, huh. A character will say something. You go, huh. Yeah, I know, but I know that. That's what these people did Mm-mm. the entire fucking movie. So if you are a person who sits at home and talks to the TV when you're watching shows, don't come to the movie theaters. Or if you do, remember, this is where you shut your mouth. This is where you shut your mouth. But before the big, pivotal action sequence at the end, I got up and I went, I'm going to move to the end of this aisle because these people won't shut the f*** up. And then after I moved, everything's great. I went, whoa, planes and things. Man, if you love fighter jets and you love seeing fighter jets doing stuff, it's a great movie. I, for some reason, I really love fighter jets, which is weird. Segway, my uncle worked for McDonnell Douglas, now works for Boeing. When I was a kid, he used to send me like, he would send like this box and then it would be like little uh, cards of like fighter jets and, you know, attack helicopters and all their stats and loadouts and equipments and payloads and stuff. And I was like, this is cool, but I'm not really into it. Now I'm like, damn, I wish I still had those. Because now that I've played Ace Combat and, you know, watch more movies about that kind of stuff. Man, I just love fighter aircraft. I love military vehicles. For some reason, it's just cool. Just seeing fighter jets doing their thing. And you could see more current fighter jets in this one and you get to see some old ones it's just there's nothing better wow just a great show overall really enjoyed it there's a little bit of corny stuff kind of at the end but what are you gonna do in the end it pays off so i enjoyed it i didn't enjoy those people though they can get out of my movie theater Mm -hmm. stay away from me and my family never talk to me and my son ever again that's that's the meme that's what they say then let's see on the video game front I beat and 100% completed Final Fantasy III Pixel Remaster, so you know what that means. I charged the very next day straight into Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster. I get chills. Like, every time I would go into a new scene or a new town, the music would hit, and I would go, ah, I'm home again. And I'd get get the goosebumps. It was just like, this is it. And then it would, you know, since all the music is remastered and reorchestrated, it's so different, but it has all the nostalgia vibes. It's so good. A wonderful time. Apparently that game is a lot shorter than I remembered, because in that three hours, I made it all the way to Mesidia. Didn't have to, like, grind for levels or anything. I mean, if you think about it, there's not much that goes on. But I remembered being, like, in the Antline Cave and fighting tons and tons and tons of battles in there, you know, leveling Edward up, going back to town to heal up, coming back into there to finally go all the way down. I just went through it. And then I beat the antline, and then you go on and do the other thing, and another thing, and another thing. Like I said, I'm all the way to my city right now. So I'm almost, spoiler alert, to the part where, you know, the big thing happens, and you become a thing, and then you go on to the next parts of the game. Doodle-doo. What? But that's been a great time. Another great time. I, I told you guys a few weeks ago, I was sitting on my Switch, and I didn't know what to play, and my body said, play Cuphead. And I started. I didn't play it for a while. This weekend... I think it was Monday after I went and saw Top Gun. I got home and I went, what am I going to do? My body said, you're going to play Cuphead. And I went, okay, body. Oh, man, it was a struggle. It was sweating. There was swearing. There was cursing. There wasn't like throwing stuff, but it was just like, oh, come on. Oh, it's so close. Oh, man, come on. So that was like all day, mid-afternoon to time to go to bed struggle that whole day. Oh, man. But then I just jumped into it yesterday. And I beat three of those bosses on the second try. 
Like the first try, I was like, oh, I got him down to 75%. Next try is completely dead. Where was where, where were you last last time I played? Where was this? But then I did find another boss that was just ridiculous. It has like a million phases and everything's super hard. Oh, geez. But that's been a ton of fun. Great graphics, great sound, just a great time all around. <laughs> wow, I'm a poet. That rhymed. I'm the greatest. Another game I've been playing. In between, you know, when I played a bunch of Cuphead and I go, okay, I just need to turn my brain off for a while. Let me play Crackdown 3. And I don't know if I even progress the story because I don't listen to the story because anytime the agents come on the radio, I just go blah, 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 blah. I just want to shoot stuff. But when I do shoot stuff, it feels good. I get my rocket launcher. I get my grenade launcher. I get my big hand cannon. I'm just blowing people away and stuff's exploding. I'm getting agility orbs. A million orbs are flying everywhere because I'm blowing everything up. And it's just fun. It's just complete mindless fun. It's not like over the top, you know, ha-has and giggles, but when I just want to blow stuff up, that's what it's perfect for, and that's what I'm enjoying it with. And I think that's it. Like, I swear to God, I played something different last night, but I have no idea what it was. So, Eric, I'm going to ask you, my dear friend, how was your week this week? Whoo! So, as you all know, last week was really weird because I was going on vacation, going to go visit some family members, so we did the .5 episode. Anywho, I went down to Ohio, and uh, I went into King's Island there, a theme park, for days on end. Days on end, just going in there. I rode all the rides. I did all the rides with front seats and back seats and all the different things. What a blast. It's so awesome. We have a uh, you know a yearly membership there now, so we get to go whenever we want. And so whenever we're visiting, it's so much fun now to just, instead of just focusing on like riding the ride and just getting through everything, we get to be like, well, today, let's focus on getting the first row and the last row of Orion. And then we'll also make sure we, that we hit the stunt cars. And then we'll call it a day. Tomorrow, we'll make sure that we go on the flight of fear in the front seats. It's so awesome. It's so awesome getting to just actually take coasters and rides and just do anything and everything we want with them instead of just, hey, we got one day to be here and that's it. Let's ride. Go, go, go. Nope. We can just do whatever we want because, hey, we're here all year. And we're here next year and the year after. So it doesn't matter. So I got to visit some family members. <laughs> you got this 2022 all-season drink bottle? I'm looking I up do. these things. I do. Oh, my God. I have the drink bottles and the meal plans. So every oh, yeah. four hours, we get to go gorge our bodies on meals. And every 15 minutes, you get another drink. Yes. I would be passed minutes, out on the boom. ground, sugar coma from getting Slurpees or whatever oh, yeah. kind of icy things. Just filling it up. Filling it right up. Oh, just fill it up. And they got refill stations everywhere. And all the restaurants are also refill stations, of course, as well. So no matter where you are. You can just refill that bad boy with a brand new drink, full up, ice the whole nine, bam, sucking it down, getting on that coaster, taking a ride on the next ride. And there's an app that tells you, oh, hey, nobody's at this particular ride right now. Why don't you head on over? You're going to be the first one on. Boom, boom, boom. You run on over. Boom. First one back on. You didn't even wait. You waited like 10 seconds. The time it took you to walk to the ride. Now, you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like we grew up too early. Where it was just, you get a ticket, and good luck, idiot, mm -hmm. if you don't have like a fast pass. But even then, everyone got fast pass, so it was just as big of a line as it was normally. All this cool stuff, like 
get a card and swipe it and hey look you got your free refill get it you know have free an app refills, that tells you food, where apps, you can go and where, where the traffic is yep. mm-hmm. why didn't we have this when we were kids and i was at amusement parks like literally all the time mm-hmm. it is it's a wonderful tool it is so great it makes being at the park so much fun and so much easier because you don't have to sit there and just oh i guess fate's gonna decide nope Hey, what's the beast's timeline? Well, 25 minutes. Or I could just walk over to Dime Pack and get a seven-minute wait. Yep. There we go. Is that one of those? Well, let's walk all the way across the park and see if that's... Oh, no. The line is stretched out all mm-hmm. the way past out the building. Oh, well, we came out here for no reason. Oh, yeah, golly. Let's walk 20 minutes that way to the next ride. Yeah, exactly. So we don't do any of that no more. It was such a fun time. I can't wait to get back down there and do it some more. I'll tell you this, the children, they wanted to play a game. You know, there's the Midway, right? With all the the games you can play that are designed to take your money and you get a cheap, crappy little prize. Well, the girls, they got enticed and they said, we'll spend our own money, daddy and mommy. You know, because we give them allowances, they have their own money. And we're like, well, I advise you don't do this because you're probably going to lose and not get anything. Well, they wanted to do it anyway. So me and the wife let them do it. And sure enough, they got the consolation dollar store, below dollar store little prize. Spent five bucks to play. I felt bad. I knew it was going to happen. But anyways, no, I went, all no. right. You know what? Me and Mama will play. So we both, and this is exactly what the park wants you to do. So we lost, but we won because we put our five bucks down. The kids had already put their five bucks down each. They lost. They got the token prize. Fates would have it. It was a dart game. Dart, classic dart and balloons. These suckers didn't know I was a pro. I used to play these games nonstop. That's all I ever did when we went to the fairs around town. Dart, dart balloons. I, I won so many of those aluminum foil, like, dragon things. You, you can't even imagine. I got them all over the place. It's crazy. So sure enough, pop, pop, pop. I hit all my targets. Now, lo and behold, next to me... The wife hit all of her targets. We won ultimate prizes each. Each of us got to choose the ultimate prize, whatever we wanted. So we went ahead and picked those big, giant, stupid, you know, uh, toys for each of the kids. So even with the loss of, you know, the five we spent and the five they spent, we made it up because those toys, obviously in a store, they're going to be 10 bucks or more for some gigantic, stupid teddy bear thing. You know what I mean? So we did it. We did it. We won. We both got to go, here you go, child. You didn't lose your money, you you crackhead. There you go. And so they got to go away happy, skipping like little lambs, not feeling brokenhearted at the reality of life, which is that you're going to lose your money and come out with nothing. So we have deceived them once again and let them believe that life is good and it's okay. I was just going to say, you've set yourself up for failure <laughs> later down the road. Because yeah. no matter what I do, Daddy will get me a big giant thing. Hey, Daddy, I crashed my car. Can I have a new Ferrari? Uh, no, you can't. You, you, can't. you got nothing. What? Oh. So Sorry. You've, you've delayed. The I've delayed the inevitable. That's all right. It was fun and it felt good going pop, pop, pop. Three wins in a row, no problem. Didn't even hesitate. It was It was wonderful. It did feel good. I obviously know gambling and going for those kind of things is terrible and it's a waste of your money. Don't do it. But in that situation, being forced into it and then, you know, providing and actually winning, you're like, man, I'm, I'm cool. Give me all the, yeah, give me the, all, all those accolades. I want them all. I deserve them. Mm, feed them to me. It was nice. So we had a fun time there. 
And of course, I'd be remiss. I visited the uh, the sister and the brother-in-law. And if you're a long-time listener, you know that they love Destiny. <sighs> they did it, everybody. Bam! I'm back in Destiny. It's the the new expansions, the something of the haunted, whatever. Who cares? Doesn't really matter. It's one of the million expansions <laughs> that this game has. And I'll tell you this. Usually, Matt shakes his head, and he's right, because usually I'll come back, and, all right, I'm going to get back into Destiny, and it's this huge overworld, all sorts of things, everything's, ha- I don't even, I can't, I can't do it. It's too much. This time, somebody was thinking, and they went, no, let's make it a very tight, small arena that you go into, has like three or four specific weekly, you know, daily functions that you do, and that's it. That's what you do. Congratulations. And then if you did those, come back next week and we'll have a brand new quest and story to keep updating and, you know, keeping you going. And that part's not new to Destiny. They've been doing that for a while, but usually they have this huge open playground that's ridiculous and it's too much. And then I, I get easily overwhelmed and then I, you know, log on and come back in. This time though, having a blast. In fact, I was just on last night doing some more of the dailies, weeklies, that kind of thing. And, uh, I'm just enjoying it. I'm, you know, it feels good again. It feels, you know, it feels like it did back in the day. You know, I'm, I'm getting on, shooting guns, getting new upgrades, and I'm like, yeah, I can handle this. This is a lot of, a lot of good times. Slowly make my way to go ahead and do the raid with everybody. Will it ultimately pan out? We'll see. I hope so. I want it to. And so far, so good. Um, but I don't know. Just letting y'all know. Been playing Destiny 2, the brand new expansion, a whole bunch. And then the only other game I played was Eden Chronicles. Uh, well, it's Eden Chronicles Rising or whatever. And I said I would talk about this more next time. But I still want to wait. I still want to wait. Because although I did play for another about three or four hours, and I'm starting to get in there, I still don't know if this game's going somewhere or if this is it. You know, it still has that weird feeling like I'm just building the town up, but I'm not really moving forward and i don't know if that's what the game is is literally just building this town up or if there will be some kind of big progression point and there'll be a a time and a point where i go actually see new areas new characters new this new that because everything's just been taking place in the same three environments so far this whole time and i don't i don't really have a judgment point yet you know i just feel like all right i'm still enjoying it but as i told matt off air it's like a fluff game I'm not, you know, I'm not like, oh my god, I gotta get out and play Yuda and Chronicle Rising, but it's also not bad at all, so I'm enjoying it, but it's just not, not quite clicking yet as to what the hell this is, so I'll, I'll reserve judgment again this week, and hold off and see uh, if this game actually moves forward and goes somewhere, or if it's just uh, like we talked about before, like a prelude and just kind of building up this one little area that you're going to see in the actual main game. Later on when that game releases, I don't know. I'm not sure. So that's what the hell I've been up to this week, Matt. Well, I'm going to tell you something that I might be up to next week, and that's playing Card Shark. Because I think when we talked about the release date, I accidentally said July 2nd, like all those weeks ago. But this came out today, June 2nd, for PC, Nintendo Switch, developed by Nario, published by Devolver Digital. This is the game about being in Renaissance France, like right before the revolution, and you are cheating at cards. That's the entire gist of the story. And if, 
It's And it's so weird because when you say you're cheating at cards, you think, oh, you're playing cards. It's a card game. You just are having these other things on top of it. But no, it's not really you that's playing the cards. It's you are kind of the understudy of this guy who knows how to cheat at cards. And he is – you're kind of running a scam against these other people at the table. So you are kind of his assistant. So you're you know, kind of pouring wine behind one guy. And it does like a split screen. So you're pouring the wine, you're looking at his cards over here, and then you, the player, you, the human, have to remember what those cards were because in the next scene after you've poured the wine, then you need to signal to the guy what cards he has via like picking up a wine glass from a certain angle and then like wiping the table with a certain, you know, counterclockwise, clockwise, left and right or up and down to indicate suits and it's crazy the kind of stuff you do. You know, you're shuffling decks and kind of you're marking cards, you're cutting the deck certain ways. And it's so, and you don't even like play the game. You just are doing the cheating and helping your partners win the game. So when you say it's like a card cheating game, you're just doing that part. But then on top of it, you're also getting you and, you know, you're kind of your master. You're kind of getting embroiled in all these political scandals and political maneuverings. And obviously, like I said, it's right before the French Revolution. So all kinds of stuff is about to go down. And you're meeting up with all these people and influencing maybe what they're going to do via your actions or your discussions or your dialogue at the card table. And what's interesting about it is, I mean, you have these scenes of talking back and forth and things, then you have the kind of mini games at the card table as you're cheating them in different ways. But then sometimes that can go really wrong. If you, the player, screw up at your cheating, that can either, you know, lose your your friend's hands and rounds, and sometimes it's just, you know, you lost, you play the scene again. But then I forgot about the other really cool mechanic. It's not just you're doing mini games and cheating at cards. You have to be good at them because on the bottom of the screen is a suspicion meter. So if you're, you know, you're doing the, I'm the pouring the wine and peeking at your cards thing. If you pour the wine too slowly and you're just like, oh, I can't remember what the cards are. I'm going to pour it real slow so I can just look and just memorize and maybe write it down on a scratch pad. Well, they're going to notice that, hey, he's here to pour the wine, but he's just like, drip, 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 drip. Suspicion meter's going up. Or if you're pouring it and you're not paying attention to your side of the screen where you're pouring the wine and you're just looking at the cards and now you're overflowing everywhere, suspicion meter's going up because you're just there to pour the wine. What are you doing? If you take too long cutting the cards or you know you you fumble the mini game and you're dealing them out in a half haggard fashion, suspicion meter goes up, goes all the way up. You get busted. You know it could be just a simple scenario of just hey restart the the scene. You you're busted. You get kicked out of the table. You're done. But there are some scenes, depending on who you're playing cards with, that person will fight you. So there's like a dueling mechanic in the game. That person will just pull out a gun and shoot you. So you're dead. But maybe this is a spoiler, but it was in every review that I saw. So it's not, I can't call it a spoiler. When you die in certain scenarios, death comes to take you away. And you can play cards against death to win your soul back, to come back to life. So you can cheat death at cards and win yourself another try, which I think is just fantastic. It's a very personal thing because of something that there's a story that I put together with a friend of mine and the character cheated. I think it was at dice to get their soul back. And I was like, this is exactly what we did. Like he actually got his son's soul back, but I was like, this it's here. This is what we just did. We made this years ago and now it's here in this game. Anyway, that tickled my fancy and it put a big smile on my face. 
Regardless of what you think about cards or cheating at cards or mini games, maybe you don't care about French Revolution or whatever, you got to see this game in action. You got to see the graphical style of this game because it looks like, I was going to say like a Renaissance painting, but that's not quite right. If, if it's like if there were like Renaissance artistic comic books come to life, that's what this would be. Everybody's got the thick edges around them. Everyone looks, it just has a look that no other game is going to replicate. You you can't see this anywhere else. And the way it moves, it moves so smooth. You would think it would be kind of herky-jerky, but it's not. The animation's great. The graphical style is great. The music is all that Renaissance classical type of stuff. It fits the scenes. It fits the mood. And I'm excited to play it. I couldn't dive too deep into it. You know, I don't want to know all the story, all the twists, all the turns, because I want to play this. It's on Steam right now. As usual, it's a new release. So it's, I think it's 20 bucks normally on Steam. Right now it's $16.99. So it's whatever percent off. You should get it because this is one of those unique games. You're not going to see anything like this anywhere else. What other card cheating game is there? There's not one. No. And if you go on Nereal's uh, Twitter, they've done a whole series of videos of like the actual developers cheating people at cards, like showing the real techniques that they put inside the game and, you know, blowing two people away as they go and make it make it actually happen in real life. So if you're interested in this kind of stuff at all, at least check out some trailers, check out some gameplay, see that beautiful art style, see that animation in motion and just get it. And have a great time. And maybe learn how to cheat your friends at cards. So when you do poker night like once every 10 years and they try to you know, have a guy get you super drunk and, and, and you lose and he gets all the money, now you can cheat him at cards and be like, no, Dan Skelton, even though that's not your name anymore, you can't take my money. Even though I got my money back, but still, that should have been my money, you bastard. You cheated and you, you stayed sober while everybody was drinking and having fun. Yeah. yeah. You broke the rules. You broke the rules. And you deserve the hell and the punishment you get, okay? Yes. You understand that? And of course, <laughs> I'd be remiss. I say hell. Wow. Hey, do you have a phone, right? You got a phone? Well, got hell, a phone. Everybody's got a phone. hell, phones. everyone has phones, Matt. Because Diablo Immortal is out. It has arrived for the phones, for the My Androids, for the My OSs, or whatever those things are. I don't know phones very well, people. In case you haven't noticed, I'm not a phone guy or gal or person myself, but I'm a PC Looking person. it up on my phone right oh, now. Yep, I'm yep. looking on the app store. It's, it's free for it's, you. It's the first thing that came it's, up. Look at that. It's free. Diablo Immortal. Free to play for everybody. PC or phone. Grab it up. You know what? I actually downloaded it, and I actually played it today for about two and a half, three hours. And let me tell you, this is a Diablo game. Hey, what's Diablo? If you don't know what Diablo is, you need to just probably go jump off of a bus. All right, just jump off a bus that's moving real fast. Go ahead and get hit by a few cars. It's going to be fine. I don't. I, see, I, I was going. See, wait. I was going to say that's not that bad. Don't jump off a cliff. Just jump off the top of a bus. You'll sprain okay. your ankle real bad, and you'll go, "Oh gosh!" And learn while a I'm laid up, I can play some Diablo Immortal. You All took right. it too far, Eric. You no, took it too far. Because no, I didn't take it too far. Because if you don't know what Diablo is, and you don't know, I mean, what are you doing? How are you listening to the show? What do you know about games? I know we're friendly, but come on, it's a staple. It's a it's a name. People, all the games are based off of this game. There's two people I know who listen to the show <laughs> who have no idea what Diablo is. You know that's true. And I want them to jump off a bus and get hit by multiple people. So it works out. <laughs> 
It works out. Okay, just listen. All right. So, anywho, I'll go. I'll get back on track. Diablo Immortal is, in fact, a true to form Diablo game. However, I will say this. First off, they've incorporated a lot of uh, uh, the usual, not pay to win mechanics, but definitely entice you to pay money to get cool thing mechanics. That's there. It's happening. But what they've also done is since it's a, a, a you know mobile game slash now PC game, there's daily stuff to do. Every day there's something new because they, they want you to play. Because every minute that you're on Diablo Immortal is every minute that they can try to get you to buy a new cosmetic that's going to make you look cool, buy some uh, points that are going to get you this or that, to speeding up and hasten up your your progression, which will get you some more cool stuff. It's all there. But if you don't have that itch, if you're like me and Matt, who can play a game and not sit there and be like, well, they offer me a way to pay and win, oh, I got to take it. If you can just play... You'll get stuff, you'll get points, you'll get rewards, and every day you'll get a little bit closer to whatever it is that is enticing you to play that game. So I wanted to breach or broach that subject right off the bat. Yes, there's some pay-to-win stuff going on. Yes, there's some trickery. All right, and I'll tell you this. They, at the very first day today, they go, hey, Eric, thanks for coming on. Go get your reward for the day, your daily reward for just being on and playing the game. Sweet, cool. Click the button. Boom. Gave me a reward. Now here's where they got you, though. Here's where they get you. Is right next to that, they went, okay, you just got that free reward for the day. Now, here's our mega deal of the day. For only 99 cents, you're going to get over 800% just investment out of this 99 cents. And we're going to give you what would normally cost $5.99. This 60 little shards of whatever it is and this cosmetic uh, staff that allows you to look really cool with your weapon. All for 99 cents. Today only. And tomorrow is going to be a whole different deal with different things. You'll never get this deal again. Come on now. Spend 99 cents just today. And you'll get these two things. That's where they get you. That's it. That's the magic. It's a deal. It's a steal. They know it. You know it. They want you to do it. Because you're going to spend 99 cents today. You know what you're going to do tomorrow? Since you spent 99 cents yesterday, you're going to spend 99 cents tomorrow too. On the next big mega 800%, no no ways about it, steal. And you know what they're also going to do? They're going to give you a free item. Because they give you a free item every day. And that gets you to click on the store button. Which gets you in to see that mega deal. And then when you buy the mega deal, they say, here's our regular super deal for the day. $1.99 will get you this. On and on and on and on. That's how they do it. If you are susceptible to that type of thing, don't play this game. It's going to get you. And you're going to waste money and you're going to spend money. And if you got money to spend, then go at it and have fun. I'm just warning folks, if you ain't got the money and you're susceptible to that, don't play the game because this is that type of game. And I was going to say, if you do want to buy stuff, that's no big deal. We're not saying, hey, you shouldn't buy things. They shouldn't offer things for sale. No, I don't care. But if you are that person who has that kind of like, I got to have all the things personality, they're going to end up nickel and diamond you, which Mm -hmm. like, like I said, in general, it's not a bad thing, but you know who you are. We know who we are. We're not the type of people that would, if you are the type of person that would get into just every day, I got to get a thing. Maybe just, just know that, know that going in and go, 
I got. I'll treat myself on Friday. I'll get the ninety nine cent deal each Friday. Each that's, Friday, that's one ninety nine cent deal, and that's that's the type of deals you have to make with yourself. Because I do want to make sure you understand Diablo Immortal is that type of game, and you will encounter that stuff. But I don't think it's necessarily evil. I don't think it's bad. It's just them taking advantage of what they know is out there. And honestly, you're playing the game for free. Mm-hmm. So if you if nobody buys anything, then they just made the game and did they made no for profit. no reason. And it made zero profit. If it's free to play, there's no reason you can't have microtransactions. I'm not the person who says microtransactions mm-hmm. are all a bad thing. It just makes sense. You got it for free. Yeah. So they have to recoup their they money. They have in some to get way. some money some way. And this is how you do it. And this is what they do to get it. And you do get cool stuff for it if you do spend some cash. Now everybody's asking, okay, fine. They've got the microtransactions, stuff's happening. Is the game actually fun? Is it Diablo? Let me answer you this. It is indeed Diablo. It is a lot of fun. It is not the point and click anymore. I was playing it via controller on the PC. Um, and I'll I'll let you know it's rough right now. The controller uh, controller input and whatnot is not that great right now. But that's something they can fix, and I'm sure it's something they're working on. Because the game was designed for you to play it on iOS, on Android, etc. It was not designed for PC until obviously much later. And then on top of that, actual PC controls are not bad. But the controller port, you know, PC stuff is not great. It gets stuck a lot of times, pushing you in a direction even though you stop moving in said direction. Uh, there's a definitive delay when clicking buttons to actual uh, engagement of the, you know your spells or whatever it is you're using it's a little rough around the edges and of course i told you i played for a few hours today and i got to about two different bosses and during those two bosses it was rough because i had to adjust for the delay and for the errors that the controller was having but game you know just actual gameplay just going through the dungeon itself no issue it is classic Diablo. You're very powerful. You know, you can go through smashing through enemies, loot's flying everywhere, which I will also point out that the loot so far, mind you, I'm only a few hours in, I'm nowhere near the end, uh, they are holding back. It's it's definitely, there's upgrades and stuff, but in old school Diablo, you're seeing blues, green, you know, you're seeing all sorts of drops. This one, you're seeing some whites, and you'll get some blues here and there, but it's not like you know your traditional Diablo with a lot of stuff dropping. I don't know if that's nefarious or not yet, or if that's just because I'm still so early on. I'm going to withhold judgment. I don't know. I can't say. But I will say the controls-wise, fantastic on the PC as a PC game. Controller needs to be fixed. iOS, Android, stuff like that. I don't know. I'll never play it there, probably. So I can't speak to that. But I, I will say it is definitely Diablo. The only downside is is it isn't open world Diablo, you're not in these huge maps, and then you can just kind of go and explore and find whatever it is you want to find. You can tell that the maps are very pared down, way more linear. You're kind of just going from point A to point B with some side steps here and there that'll have treasure chests that occasionally, which is really cool, is every day while you're in an area, it'll say like, oh, we've just opened up a random dungeon. So now, instead of just going after the main mission, now you can go find this rare dungeon, which will get you cool loot and stuff like that. So a lot of fun things to do, a lot of a lot of ways to keep you engaged. As I said, since it is the pay-to-play type thing, they've got the battle seasons going. There's daily events for you to take care of that will allow you to claim bonus XP, bonus loot, bonus money, that kind of stuff. Weekly ones for you to do, and it just wants you to play 
every day, all the time. Graphically, it's great. Sound-wise, always really good. I'm just enjoying it. I don't know if I'll stick to it. I probably will at this point because it's just fun and it's easy to play. I'm playing the wizard and the skills are just very natural, very easy. It's like four different buttons and you're just pushing them. Then you can interchange them out with different skills that you get as you you know level up. The typical Diablo type thing. I'm surprised. I didn't think I was going to touch this game. Obviously mobile, not for me. But they've done a good enough job to make it feel like an actual Diablo game. Even though it's a mobile type game that... I'm invested. I'll, I'll at least probably play for you know the duration of the uh, entire story and get through it. Will I do end game stuff? I don't know. It depends on what the end game stuff is. Depends on what the rewards are because I imagine at the end game they're probably going to want to get a little you know a little cash out of you since you're sticking around doing stuff. But that remains to be seen. So until then, I'll just say Diablo Immortal. It is free. Go get it. Go check it out. At least play it and. And give it a shot. If you don't like it, if you're too too wait, like oh wow, they are trying to steal my money, then don't play. Just hop out. It's not a big deal. Uninstall. There you go. But it's here, everybody. After all these years, Matt. But speaking of things that are free today, for free, you can literally go on Gearbox Official's Twitter. They only tweeted twice today. Find the well, find the the one tweet, and I'm going to talk about the second one in a second. Find the one, and it just says retweet this for a skeleton key in Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Just retweet it. And then they tweet at you like 46 minutes later. Here's a code for a skeleton key. So get every single fake account you have. Get all your first name, bunch of numbers, things, and just retweet it. You'll have a million skeleton keys. It's great. I did it. You can do it too. And then another thing you can do, which is the second tweet. This is the tweet they tweeted out earlier before this other skeleton key tweet. There's a big Gearbox publishing sale on Steam right now. Up to 90% off of some great games. One of which is Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition. It's literally $4. Obviously, you and I bought it. We played it. Mm-hmm. We played it on P- PlayStation. But if you want to get it on Steam, it's literally $4 for a fantastic game and a fantastic time that you can drunkenly have fantastic times with your friends in in the anarchy mode. Oh, it's so good. Every time I see that game, I want to play more of that. This is it again. I saw it again today. I opened up Steam and I went, I drooled. I went, oh, yeah, kicking stuff into things and flipping stuff up and boofing stuff and pulling it with the, with the leash thing. Oh, yeah. It's good. I'm still checking that mailbox every day, Joe. Waiting for that shirt. Can't wait. Someday it's going to arrive. And I'm going to be the happiest little banana you ever did see. He sent it via Pony Express. They're down in Ohio right now. You could have stopped them while you were down in Kings Island. Waving probably, down. Hey, Pony Express man, it's me. Here there's I probably am. a couple of wars, I'm sure, that they had to fight in. It takes time, you know, they got to recover. Yeah. Maybe they had a kid or two, you know, it takes, these things take time. He'll get up to us, you know, he'll get here, and he's going to have those shirts, and I'm going to be so happy to wear them. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And, you know, I might even wear them at for the state of play, you know what I mean? Like a PlayStation state of play, wearing that Bulletstorm shirt. Oh, my gosh. You know how geeky or oh, nerdy I would be? You know how cool? How many points I'd get in the nerd kingdom for wearing my Bulletstorm shirt while the PlayStation State of Play is taking place? Woo! You get a lot of points. Mm-hmm. And if you wore that shirt, you could enjoy a million fantastic games. I wrote everything down because literally everything on the State of Play had something cool about it. Or it was at least interesting. If it's not something I'm going to play, it's something that looks really neat. We're just going to go straight down the list. I don't even care. Resident Evil 4 Remake. I was in the pre-show 
thing. It was, you know, 900,000 people are waiting. And I saw it a million times in the chat, RE4 Remake. And I went, you guys are dumb. That's not going to happen. Boom. It was the first thing they showed. And I went, okay. I didn't play RE2 Remake. I didn't play RE3 Remake. I played some of Resident Evil 4. I never beat it. I don't think I even got halfway through it. But I have good memories of playing that game. And now it's redone, re-shined up, re-fancified. I'm going to get this and I'm going to play it. I'm going to beat it this time. It's going to be fun. I'm in the same exact boat to an extent. I did play Resident Evil 2 Remake about halfway through, but I went, okay, I know where this game goes. I know what we're doing. Didn't play RE3. I've never played Resident Evil 4 except for the intro, and I went, this isn't Resident Evil. I was just a little snurpy snurp. I didn't want anything to do with it. I threw it in the trash can. I spit on it. I said, you've ruined my life. All these years later, I played Village, had such a fun time, such a great time, and here we are. The remake is out. Well, not out, but it's coming out. And I went, this looks great. This looks fun. Wow. Now the new Eric... Old Eric goes, wow, this actually does look cool. I'm in it with you, Matt. I got to get it, and I got to play it, because it just looks fantastic. Another cool thing is they said, hey, PlayStation 2 VR support will be coming to this game, too. And I went, man, that's going to be so cool, because you'll be in town and literally like look over your shoulder to see if you're clear. And another game you can do that in is Resident Evil Village, which is coming to PlayStation 2 VR. And I went, okay, oh, cool, I get it. But then I saw him dual-wielding pistols, and one pointed right at a dude's head and went pop, and the other pointed, not like, you know, a canned point animation, but you could tell it was somebody holding a controller, and he pointed right at the dude and went pop. And I went, this is the way I have to play this game, because part of the reason I, you know, I've played a bunch of Village, and then I kind of fall off of it. It's because I feel, you know, aiming with a controller in that game, for some reason, I feel like I can't do it well. Like, I know how to shoot enemies in the head, but I feel like the controller, it's, it's, maybe it's built in that you're kind of like weaving around anyway, and then they're dodging. I feel like a schmuck. But if I have controllers in my hand and I point and I shoot where I'm supposed to, I feel like this will feel so much better. They did the thing where he like flips the gun to himself mm-hmm. in his other hand and catches it. So slick and so cool. I was very impressed. The, uh, the entire VR2 portion with the village. It was exactly what we talked about pre-show where I went, okay, I can't wait. I can't wait to get the VR2 because these graphics and what they're trying to give you is starting to be so much more impressive than it was previously that these are real video games that you're playing on the VR2 instead of just, you know, VR experiences. I have a lot of hopes. They're very, very, very high right now. And uh, definitely that VR2 Village whole thing got me stoked. And I went, you know what? I was thinking about playing the Village again because, you know, there's rumor mills that we're actually going to finally get the DLC that they said was going to come someday. And I went, no, this is where I wait. This is where I wait. And I replay Village in the VR2 headset. It's going to be so good. And I'm going to be so scared. I'm going to probably puke because I can only play VR for like a half hour, hour before I start to get sick. But I'm going to do it anyway. But speaking of that VR2 segment, No Man's Sky in VR. It showed, you know, sitting in the cockpit and then shooting out of the big space station or whatever. And I had that moment of just like, I want to see that person look around and like, I'm in this cockpit. I'm in the open sky, the open universe, flying through stuff, doing stuff. It's a perfect game for VR because it's all about exploring and seeing fantastic things. And if you're seeing fantastic things like right in front of your face and feeling like you're there, 
how could it get much better than that? I'm in the same boat. I don't play No Man's Sky, but in a VR2 situation, this is perfect. It just, it just, I mean, it already is in VR. Like they already have the VR version of it. But right. with, like I said, with the promise of VR2 actually giving you the graphics and stability that you want in a real game, once again, so much promise to get in there and actually fly around to all these different planets and have such a good time. I don't know. How am I going to afford this? How am I going to afford this, man? I got to get the system. Then I got to get Village. I got to get the remake. I got to get... Two-thirds of all the YouTube videos I watch have the CSL Plasma on them. I just said CSL Plasma again, so my phone's <laughs> going to show them to me even more than they'd already do. But you don't even have to just get those two things, because you, my friend Eric, oh. need to get Horizon VR Call of the Mountain. Mm-hmm. And this is the one This is the one place in this whole state of play I'll be a little negative, because I will say, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, when I see somebody actually playing it and seeing if it's more than just a... It, to me, this says, as somebody who watches trailers, you know, and all this stuff, this says roller coaster ride. This doesn't say full game to me. Like, you know, he draws back his little bow and arrow and it kind of is like weirdly angled off to the side, but he still shoots the thing. It This says like tech demo to me, but if it is a full on game and you're dodging and actually rolling and shooting things and climbing stuff, then it looks amazing because the graphics are, it's Horizon. It's always out of this world good looking. But this is the one thing that I went, interesting if true. When I see some actual humans actually playing this and I see their footage, then I'll believe it. Now, I think you got it partially right. Is I think you're right in the fact that it's going to be an on tracks adventure. I think you got it wrong, and that's just going to be a tech demo. I think they're going to make a full on six, five to six ish hour game where you're on a roller coaster ride, but all those things you will be doing. You're going to have to, you know, jab your hands into the rocks as you're climbing up this mountain. But once you get to the top, it's going to do your, oh, and oh my God, this thing's coming at you. Run, 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 run. And then you're going to have to do the running motion. And then you're going to, like you said, oh my God, shoot inside or it's going to kill us. Oh, pew. I think it will be a roller coaster game, but I think you're going to get a legitimate experience out of it. When I said tech demo, I don't mean like, I didn't mean that like an in a very disparaging way of like, you do three things and that's mm-hmm. it. But I just feel like, you know, Horizon is a big open world game where you have all these options and all these systems to interact with. I feel like this is just going to be, I mean, we saw it in the trailer. I found the bow. Now I can do bow mini game. I found the climbing rope and, you know, you little twist the thing around. Now I can do the slide and the, and the pickaxe climbing up. I, I just don't feel like it. It gives the impression that it's like, it's a Horizon game. Well, I think it's just, you just roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying. If the roller coaster is awesome and it is yeah, yeah. very expansive and like all the fun, cool things you get to do and interact with, I'm on board. Yeah. But like you, I will say I will wait and watch and see what happens because I don't want to purchase. I don't know how much it's going to be, but I don't want to make a big time purchase if it is like an hour and a half, two hour long, you know, just little, ooh, look what it can do. Look what's happening. I don't want to do that. But I have hopes that it will give you at least a decent experience and, and enjoy being inside of the Horizon environments. But, you know, I will, like you, I want to I withhold, but I'm more positive. I think, I think they'll provide, being that this is like one of their big titles, it's Horizon for God's sakes, you know. I think they're going to want to make sure that this one lands and gets everybody wanting to buy the PSVR 2. Because I think this is kind of going to be the flagship title for it. So we'll see. We've got a couple of small ones. 
Nothing really much to say on this. Horizon Forbidden West, it's getting an update. It's getting New Game Plus. So your game complete file that you don't have, Eric, you can take into New Game Plus mm-hmm. and you can use all your new things. And then Spider-Man Remastered, it's coming to PC. There have been a lot of PC ports lately of you know PlayStation stuff, Xbox stuff. It's a good thing. It's good stuff. Then I'm going to jump straight to Stray, which is a game about a cat in a futuristic cyberpunk type of city. I don't know much about this, but I want to know about this world. That's what I want to know about. There's these weird robot things. They're also scared of you. And then there's creatures. And then it's like halfway nature, like retaking the world also. Was this like a cyberpunk society that flourished and then the humans died and then nature's coming back and you're kind of a cat with this robot companion thing? I want to know about that world. It looks cool. And like there were a couple scenes where you're kind of like skittering around and doing like fast parkour type stuff as the cat. That looks cool. So I'm interested in this. I wasn't interested before. It was just a just a trailer of a cat walking around, and it looked pretty. But now, what's this world? What's ha- What happened? Where are the humans? Why are there robots? I'm interested. I'm super stoked about the idea that humans are gone and that the robots we made, the AI we created, live on. And just this, this dying world of this would-be AI, this would-be future, just struggling to continue after... the the humans, the masters or whatever's long gone. It is fascinating. I wonder what it's about. I want, you know, I want to see if through following the cat and doing whatever you will get the story of the fall of man or whatever, or if something else entirely is going on. I don't know. You know, some people love animals. So maybe it's just a whole story about this cat and you're going to learn it's bongo and, and it has a mate and there's like 50 other baby cats. And There's got to be something like, Maybe it's like nature like rose up, like the, the earth created titans or something, because the robots are scared of you, a cat. Mm-hmm. And granted, you have some kind of robot companion thing that does the talking. So maybe like that is the secret thing they're afraid of. But for a big human sized robot to like run, he, like hit an alarm and then ran and hid in a room, what is that about? Is mm-hmm. it, did nature like super take control or like big mutated beasts coming through and just wrecked the cities and that's why only robots survived because they just tore everything else up i don't know i'm interested but something that i know eric's not even interested in he's just like ah this this looks boring i don't like it i don't even understand i I don't like these game developer history it's callisto protocol i mean you got anything to even say about this eric i mean sheesh The fact that this game is coming out this year, December 22nd, it's going to beat Dead Space Remake to the market. In theory, of course, don't mark my words because we all know how this all goes. But I will say, I was already hyped. I was already impressed. I was already stoked and ready to buy Callisto Protocol because, of course, these are the folks, well, some of the folks that made the OG Dead Space and I was just sold from day one. And then here they are showing you an actual another big old trailer And 100%, I'm on board again. I was already on board, now I'm super on board. Because everything in that trailer was just hitting the mark. Just crazy brutal, crazy, just nuts. And then it had that dark, sinister vibe too, where, you know, the... uh the narrator was just like, oh, yeah, you deserve this. This is what we're doing. (laughs) You know, so on top of it being scary, being spooky, it's whatever's happening, it's intentionally happening to you they want you to suffer they want the pain they want this anarchy this madness all this to happen and i'm like i'm here for it i can't wait to be the uh the main character getting just smoked getting wrecked never having the ammo i need to have 
against all these crazy animals, these crazy baddies, humans and monster alike. It looks like it looks like there's gonna be a, a lot of both. So, whew. I got three things to say on this one. One, this is the game you need to make sure that card is in or that whatever you got, the processor, doodad, then you can put the card in, then you can stream it, and I'll watch it. And just like we always say, I'll put, I'll just put in the chat one bullet. One bullet, and by the time it comes through, you will have already shot your one bullet and gotten your face eaten off and going, oh, I only had one bullet. So that's this is the game you need to get in stream, Eric. Two, we didn't mention this like when it first when the news broke like a week ago or two weeks ago, but the lead developer dude tweeted out, I think, or he had a story on Kotaku or whatever source, saying this is no longer in the PUBG-iverse. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would really affect anything, but if anybody was like, man, I can't wait to see what PUBG looks like in the weird twisted Callisto Protocol future, it's not anymore. They said, we love PUBG and we love the universe and all this stuff, but it's not connected anymore. And three, I'm calling you out, Eric. Oh, no. I'm officially calling you out. I don't remember how many weeks ago it was, and I think we were drinking beers and playing games on a Friday night, because I heard this in your headset. What happened to Callisto Protocol, man? They they showed one trailer. I haven't seen nothing yet. It's never going to come out. It's just gone. It's gone. It's just disappeared. It's never going to come out. Sucker, no. it's supposed to come out this year. Look at you. Ye of little gone, faith. Gone Ye of little faith. I, I think it was an exaggeration, but I, I agree. I do remember going, what the hell, man? Let's let's see some news. What the hell? You announced this game two years ago, and then there's nothing. Little, little that, that's that's what it was. There's nothing. There's nothing. You, go, you don't give me anything. You gotta cut nothing. You gotta give the man a pickle. <laughs> I heard. I heard <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. What's that? What's that splashing noise? It's it's T's hitting my, my PS5 tears. controller. Stop talking about this game, man. It's never gonna come out. They gave me more on Dead Space, which is announced later. They don't give me nothing. And here it is. We got it. <laughs> we still don't have a ton of like gameplay gameplay, though. Yeah. Still a lot of like cool action scenes and weird side stuff. So I still want to see more. I want to definitely get the vibe of what, what it's like in-game. You know, does it have that really cool, dark, scary, ominous, lonely feeling that Dead Space has? Or... Are they going for something different? You know, I don't know. I just want to see it. But, of course, this time around it was more just, hey, this is the game we want to give you. This is what we're presenting you with. So you don't see much but a very curated experience that they're showing you. Now on the complete other side of things, a game that I it, at first I didn't look at too highly. And then I started watching it more and I went, yeah, okay. Rollerdrome. Where you're the, like the roller skating dude and mm-hmm. you have two guns. Hey, you're doing jumps and like slowing down time and shooting enemies. This looked like My Friend Pedro, which is a game I played a bunch a couple months ago and I never really talked about it on the show. But it was it was that crazy, like, you could do a jump and then hit, accidentally hit something in midair and, like, do a weird flip, but you're also still doing awesome acrobatic gunplay stuff. This looked like that, but just in a more 3D open world environment. I want to see this game when it goes nuts, though. They showed, like, a couple enemies on screen and doing flips and, and killing them and busting through the glass at the top of the drome. I want to see more, like... Does it get nuts? Can you, like like in My Friend Pedro, kick a frying pan into the air and then ricochet bullets off of that all around? I want to see how nuts this game gets. It looked pretty simple, but the more I watched it, the more I went, this is going to scratch that My Friend Pedro itch. This is going to be that. Yeah, I was. I loved seeing it. The music, I thought, was really just bumping. It had me going with it. And then as, it, as the players started killing more people and things like that, as they were doing cool you know, skateboard moves, I was like, this is cool. This is nice. It still didn't get to the point where I'm going to play it. It's not like a game that I would typically take part in. But I was like you. I said, you know what? If a streamer was playing this, 
I'd totally pop that on and then just watch them play for like an hour, two hours, and just get my fill of it as I'm doing something else on the tertiary. And that's that's this game. That's perfect for me. That's all I need it to be. And I'm excited just to watch a streamer play it because, man, that like I said, that, that music was going. It was bumping. I could see all sorts of really cool tricks being done whilst you're murdering people on state. I mean, what a cool idea. You know, I, I like where it's going. I like where it's heading. One for me, but I will definitely watch that one. Well, this is a game that's for you, Eric. Oh. Because it's for me, and I know it's for you. It's Eternites. The mm-hmm. anime, super-powered teenagers slash dating sim. I know. Like the visual novel still screens in there. <laughs> I, was so I was like, <laughs> I was watching it, and I was like, okay, anime stuff. And then it like cut to that. If anybody's played a visual novel, you usually see the characters talking on screen. And then like an event will happen, and it's this beautiful like drawn scene, like freeze frame of the character doing whatever. And I saw that and I went, oh, like my heart skipped a beat because I was like, this is, yeah. And then you also get some action gameplay and characters with different abilities and stuff too. And a dating sim aspect. So you can choose your waifu. It sounds nerdy and it sounds cheesy, but Mm -hmm. that's like all the stuff I love. It was perfect. It was so perfect, man. As soon as it kicks off, that music's going crazy. Everything's happening. Arms are getting chopped off. Freaking things are happening. Oh my god! Oh, but then and then it cut into where it was showing you like, oh, what do we do today? Oh well, maybe we go do this. And, da, da, da. and I was like, oh my gosh, I get to like you said, get to pick a waifu. This is, oh, this is nuts. Eh? It's just straight up anime. I'm just in the anime, and I get to make the choices. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Win win. I had a big two thumbs up. Like, uh, what's that guy? You know, the curly hair, and he does the whole Borat. Yeah. There you go. V- very nice. Yeah. Yes, I was all aboard this one. I will be getting it. I will be playing it. Eternal Nights is definitely something that came out of nowhere. I didn't know this thing existed at all until just 40, 50 minutes ago. So all the stuff, we've mostly been, it's either interesting or we're both on the same page. Except for Callisto Protocol, that's more of a you game. Mm-hmm. Up next, it's more of a me game. Street Fighter Six. I love the new style, like the graffiti style, all the colors, like the old school rap type of stuff going on in the background. The music was just bumping and cool. And the thing that I want to know more about, though, is it was like not even 10 seconds in that trailer. You know, they're showing the fighting, they're showing the characters. I love it. Awesome, beautiful, love it. But they showed him like running down the street and then running into like a park in the inner city and like having a street fighter battle. What does that mean? Is there like open world stuff? Is there like a, a train your fighter? Oh yeah, they're doing a career mode for sure. Where you're like, hey, today I'm going to go do road works. He ups his agility. Today I'm going to go do a brawl. And it put me in that mind of like that kind of like a boxing training type of game. And if you could do that in here, like build your character up in addition to just arcade mode versus mode, all that stuff. That's the kind of stuff I really, really love. So Everything about this was 100% for me. I love this whole trailer. I was so excited. Oh, my God. Just great. It's 100% the vibe I got is that it's going to be a career mode this time around. You're going to yeah. be a no-face design your character and then Papa Ryu, Papa you know, Chun-Li, Papa. <laughs> Papa Chun-Li. Mama Chun-Li. That's the name of the episode Papa. right there, Papa Chun-Li. <laughs> They're going to be like the mentors. They're going to be your big bangs, yeah. showing you the ropes, doing things. Hey, kid, you know, I've been in the Street Fighter business for 100 years. What do you got? What do you got to show me? How are you going to usurp what we've done here? And then you're going to go through and fight them all. But like you said, in between, you're going to be training and doing all these little mid-grade things to just up up your character to get to be able to have those big championship fights. And then, of course, progress to be the Street Fighter, the champion, the one and only, going up against the big bad, whoever it is. I 
don't know, Bishop again or whoever is the big bad is these days. I don't know. Bishop? What are you? Who are you even talking? Bishop? <laughs> you talking about X Men? You came back from the future. You shoot a you beam at him. He shoots about. a beam back at you. I don't. I don't play Street Fighter. Look, it's that guy. He's got the weird, stupid cat mount fit on. Bison, Bishop. You know what? And Bison. I don't know what his name is. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, that was worth it. The whole discussion, that was worth it. But I, I've played so many other boxing games where you're training up your thing. So even if this is just like a weird little side mode, I'm going to be all in on the career mode if that's what it is here at Street Fighter VI. Next up, it's a game that I wasn't too I wasn't too hyped about because I feel like I've seen it a million times. And isn't it out for Xbox already? It was Tunic. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you like Legend of Zelda type of things, this is 100% up your alley. But I, I felt like I've seen this a bunch. So is it... Isn't it out on Xbox already? And now it's coming to PlayStation, so yes. it's cool. But yeah. yeah, it was just a little get for PlayStation. But like you said, we've already had the opportunity to play it and do what we want with it if we chose to. So I was also just underwhelmed. I was like, oh, okay, this seems like something you'd put early on instead of way at the end. But cool, you know, for those who want to play on uh, PlayStation, Tunic, from what I hear, is really cool. I haven't played it, but I hear it's nice. So go get them. And then another game that is more for me than for you, I believe, this was like the little indie game section, a game called Season, where you're a lady kind of going around the village or the country and talking to people and listening to their stories and then like recording them with your camera or with, you know, your microphone getting, collecting sounds and filling out a journal. It just seemed like there's been a couple games that I've been interested in getting that are kind of like living in the moment and appreciating the, the small spaces and the small bits of time. And this kind of fits right in there because the character in the trailer doesn't even speak. It's like she's there to record you and figure out like the secret of the season and what happens when it ends. So this says to me like the world's about to end. So you're going around collecting the important things in that world. And that's what I hear. Yeah, I hear that's exactly what the story's about is that there's some sort of cataclysm that's coming. Everybody knows it. Everything's over. And you're just trying to record bits and pieces of everything around you to sort of maybe carry forward and carry on after all of you are dead and gone to whatever comes next. And so it's like a really somber, just kind of weird experience. And that does draw me in. I like that whole idea. But typically, you're right, that's not something I would normally play. But because of it being such a a weird thing, just, hey, you know, the end of the world's coming, we're all going to be dead and I'm just trying to record all these little bits and pieces here to put something together for the future. Find these little meaningful, small slices of life that, yeah. you know, normally everybody's thinking about the big picture up here, but here, like the little story of these two, the two older couple that they showed in there, or, mm-hmm. or the kid and what he finds valuable, the little sounds and noises and pictures of things. I don't know, something about it, I was just like, man, it feels like the kind of game, hey, it feels like the kind of game you need right now. You know, appreciate the small things. When big exactly. things are, when you look at the big things and everything's crazy, hey, look, you know, here in my life, I get to do this, I get to do that. You know, small things. I don't know. Yeah, just, just come down to the little bits and don't worry about the big bits because it's scary. It's scary out there in the big ocean. Don't worry about it. But there's big bits. What? Big scary bits. In the last game. A lot of bits. Final Fantasy 16. I was super sad. It's coming out summer 2023. So I have to play 11 more Final Fantasy games between now and summer 2023. I have to, I got to do all the, I got to go through 15. I got to do Final Fantasy 7 Remake. What if part two comes out also? What am I going to do? All these spinoff games. 
It's too much, man. It's too much. It's crazy. It's I got to get into Final Fantasy fourteen and beat that. That's how am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? I did the wrong thing, and I got myself super amped up thinking that this game was coming out this year. Mm. No, no. Like, I don't know why, no. but I was like, you know what? I think this will be the surprise title. It's going to hit fall or winter this year. And then, then they went, nope, summer 2023. And I went, oh, well, okay. I guess that's it. Guess I gotta turn. I gotta do the old usual: turn the knob on the game and let it crank down to nothing, and just come back in seven, eight months, and then get excited again. If this was any other game, though, Eric, you would agree with me that there's no way it was gonna come out this year because we I saw know. one trailer for it. I know many moons ago. There's no chance. I just wanted this one. I just wanted it. You know, I've told you before. I had such a good time with 15, but quietly, you know, on yeah. the down low and. And then just, I feel like it's been forever since I played that. You know, I'm like, man, that was years and years ago at this point. I'm due for another one of those. I, I deserve another just quiet, cool, great Final Fantasy. And whether people like it or not, I don't care. I enjoy the shit out of it. And instead, I got to wait. I got to wait till next summer. And then, of course, what that means, Matt. What does that mean? You know what that means? That means we're not getting Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. Until the year after that, at best. So now I'm in a boat of just waiting years for part two to FF7 remake. I'll stoke the false flames. Maybe that's coming out like in January. If this is a whole year away, like it's literally a whole year away right now, a year plus. Maybe Christmas time or January, you're getting Final Fantasy remake part two. You get to see the big snake up on the spear. You know, you get to, you get to do all this stuff. Now, the only hope there is of that, and here's why there is a flicker, is because Jeff Keighley's event just announced that Sony's coming to Summer Games Fest on June 9th, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I think it's June 9th. They're coming to that, and they're going to be there with some titles. This is this is a title. This is one of the ones they could announce. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe. Maybe I get my hopes up, Matt. Maybe I go, you know what? Remake Part 2 is going to come before FF16 proper. Get those hopes up. And it's going to be great. Uh, don't make me do this, Matt, because I just already just got sad because I saw that FF16 is not coming for a long time. Now you're going to get me hyped, and you're going to get me stoked, and then uh, then June 9th, it's not going to happen. It's going to be some Last of Us garbage that nobody cares about, and it's going to be sad for me. I feel like this is more likely than... I mean... I feel like it's it's possible. It's not impossible. This is a possible thing because it's it feels like I never played it, so I don't have like a time frame of it. it feels like it's been forever since Seven Remake came out. So if they're doing, you know, all the engine is there, all the stuff is. I mean, obviously they have to do the outs. You could crank it out faster. Yeah, but you can. I mean, you have to do the outside like environment stuff, but still. All the characters are there. Here's your character models. They obviously had a Sephiroth model and all his stuff that he can do. You just have to put them in the new space. You just got to make the new space and the dialogue and whatever. So uh, yeah, maybe the Japanese hey, Japanese version will come out in January, and then you can play it five years down the line. It'll work. Hey, they said Here they're go. not going to do that no more, so we don't got to worry about that. They said, no, we're going to make sure the Japanese release coincides with the Western release, if we can, going forward. If we can. Caveat Jones. We can. There we go. I love There's it. There's always a caveat, but you know what I mean? They're trying. So I'm going to take them at their word and hope that that won't be something that comes to pass and we get it at least, if not the day of, you know, within a month of the Japanese release or something like that. But 
But that's that's not here and over there, Matt. That didn't happen. We just saw that FF16 is next year, next summer. Will it, will it happen? Who knows? You know, games get pushed all the time. But either way, we got quite a ways to sit on FF16 for now. And from what I saw, I kind of like was bouncing back and forth between my screen and my laptop. I couldn't see a lot, but I saw a lot of big boom in action, like all kinds of zooming things. And then leaders of kingdoms turning into the giant summons looked mm-hmm. neat, looked cool. I want a big Godzilla crash and bash. Like when I beat, oh, yeah. when I go all the way through that kingdom and do all the quests, I want a big monster fight at the end. That looks awesome. I love it. Definitely has that attack on Titan vibe. Yeah. Where it's like all the heads are like, you don't want me to turn into Ephraim. You don't want me to turn into Leviathan. That's not what we're supposed to do. Our people are supposed to fight these wars. Rawr! And then lots of people die. Crazy things happening. Town's getting blown up. Definitely Attack on Titan vibes. With, like you said, the heads of every country or nation or whatever being said Titan, you know, and... I like that, though. That just sounds cool to me, because then you start getting them power rankings, like, oh, is Shiva more powerful than Leviathan, or is Ifrit better than Bahamut? You know, how do you base these countries' wealth and power off of what? You know, just landscape, just just their heads? And what happens when you beat this certain country? Do they join you? Now you have a two-on-one situation. Do you, Mm -hmm. like, absorb some of their abilities into your giant monster form? Yeah, like, how's that? Or do you straight up just kill the leader and Ifrit's gone? That just seems unlikely. Or you just have, like, a hot swap in this version. Who do you want to play as? Whose giant monster do you want to summon in? Who who knows? And obviously, yeah, there's a way to get those summons. We've always been able to get all the summons. Mm -hmm. We see Ifrit. Ifrit's can be directly tagged to, you know, the main player. But, yeah, how do you get Shiva? If Shiva's actually, like, the queen of uh, the land of Liddell or whatever it is, how do you get Shiva? Does she just join your party as, like, a party member? Is this how you get your party? You you go and do things like that? Is your party a bunch of kings and queens? That'd be pretty cool. It's kind of weird. It would be neat, but... That just seems very strange if that's the case. So there's got to be some cool stuff happening, some some kind of weird thing, mechanic happening in the background that we don't know about yet. It's got, uh, yeah, I got it. I solved it. The last boss is Bahamut, obviously. This will be just like Final Fantasy III, the pixel remaster ending that I did, where it's the end. You're fighting the giant thing. Oh, no. Wait. All my friends came in to help me. All the friends I made throughout the game. All the kings and queens of the kingdoms that I fought. All the summons are coming to fight the big summon. That's 100% what it's going to be. You're going to be, oh, I'm Ifrit, but I couldn't make it. Shing, 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 shing. Ice crystal's coming in. Oh, Shiva's coming in. Whoosh. Typhoon, here comes Garuda. That's what it's going to be. Bruce Leviathan, giant tidal wave. I, I solved it. 100% spoiler alert. I just spoiled Final Fantasy 16 for you guys. I don't know. We'll see, Matt. We'll see. In, in 2023, in the summertime, will we even be alive? Who knows? Who knows? Do you know out there in podcast listener land? Do you know if we'll be alive in 2023? Do you have, I mean, do you have plans for that? Like, you probably do. Don't tell us that, but tell us good stuff. Tell us what you liked from the state of play. Tell us what you're hyped for. Tell us how right my Final Fantasy 16 ending is. Because you know it's right. You know it is. There's no other way to do it. I'm right. Everyone else is wrong. Let me know that via the email, thirdshiftme.gmail.com, on the Twitter machine, at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And I'm telling you, you probably, maybe, only have one week left. I've gotten a couple of submissions so far. But this is your final week to send us congratulations, to send us letters of support, memoirs of your great times with Third Shift, a time when Third Shift saved your life. Let me know that. 
via all those channels. You can send us a, an, an audio message. I was going to say a video message. I mean, you could send that too. You could. Record that. it on your phone. Send us just text and I'll read it out in a funny voice like we said before. Do all those things because episode 300 is right around the corner. Indeed it is. It is right around the corner. Get out there. Do your thing. Go nuts. We want to have some fun, and we want to have some fun with all of you who've been listening, just now listening. Doesn't really matter. We just want to enjoy episode 300 and then uh, push forward to 400, 500, 600. And, of course, to do that, we need your help. Over on the old Patreon, it's like a little tip jar. Buck, two bucks, three bucks, get you a couple extra shows, have some fun. Yes, you can go over there and throw us some cash. Help us out. Pay the Podbean bills. Pay this bill. Pay that bill. Y'all know the rigmarole by now. If you can't do that, then do what we just told you to do. Go give us your favorite memories. Go have some fun because we love that stuff. We feed off of it. Everything and anything y'all do to interact with us is great, and we appreciate it so very much and hope that you will now do it and continue to do it in the future. Absolutely. And another thing you can do is listen to that episode 300. It will be dropping on the 9th of June. Our very next episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Poppy, and on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. Because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. Just like we appreciate those five-star reviews. Remember? We told y'all. We said, hey, get us the 300 five-star reviews by episode 300. I don't know. I'm not sure if we're at 300 yet. I don't think we're that close. But, uh... You know what? I'm going to stay positive and I'm going to think in my little heart that we're going to get to 300 before episode 300. I'm going to think and believe it because believing gets you 10% of the way there. And that's all I need. 10% Matt. I was going to say believing is half the battle, but that's not right because knowing (laughs) is half the battle. Maybe believing is the other half. I know it. Maybe. And now not just know it, but I actually believe it. You know, I mean, there's and there's so, a fa- yeah. there's a famous anime character. His thing is, believe it. I'm a ninja in an orange jumpsuit. Believe it. And if you can get there just through believing, you know, even if it doesn't happen, did it happen? Because you believed it would happen. You know, get you know, get in a weird place. Going, we're you're going too far. Place. I don't like, I don't know about you know this. I mean? the, <laughs> send a mixed messages there. So I'm just gonna say that at this point, really, until episode 300, there's nothing else to say. But. Don't forget to say. Shut up and sit down.